Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about the badasses of Canada. Now, I got to say, it was a little tough to find badasses of Canada, but I have a theory. Now, a listener, Jake, finally, all you Canadians out there, I don't want to hear nothing because none of you stepped up. None of you were like, oh, we have badasses here. Now, Jake finally came forward and was like, there is a badass in Canada. And we're going to get to that later in the episode. But I think what it is, I don't even think they have electricity in half of Canada. Yeah, I don't think they know. I think there may be a whole shitload of badasses out there that you're not hearing their story Mm. because they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think they're all... Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) I think they're all uh, First Nation people. From what I understand, all the natives, the Inuits, the Eskimos, depending on where you are is, is the right way to say it. Mm-hmm. But I think those are the ones, the people that live, live off a of whale blubber. And they're not listening to the Survival and Basic Badass yeah. podcast. I would prefer that 90% of our audience were the the whale hunters. Mm. But, I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So if you got a friend who's internet challenged, mm-hmm. maybe you guys need to reach out. You know, let's get the story out there. That's what I would say. Yeah. Now... Like I said, I, I typed in badasses of Canada because where else would you go, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, but the interwebs and... Well, I mean, really, historically, there's got to be a huge amounts. I mean, between hockey players and Mounties, there's got to be millions of them, right? Well, there's Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> well, we found a few of them, though. And we're right. going to talk about them well, tonight. I wanted to actually start with a 70-year-old man. And this guy, he only got noted for being a badass 
like last year, I think. It was a news story. This is a new one. They said, oh, it's a news story from February 28th. And I'm like, well, that hasn't happened yet. So (laughs) So it had to be? Maybe it's last year. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's 10 years ago. They refused to put the year in the article. Maybe one of our listeners knows him. All right. So if you guys know Jimmy Aqualic, Uh maybe, you know. I know all you Canadians, people always come up to me. Oh, my nephew's in the Navy. Did you know him? Yeah. Johnny? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Navy John. So I know him. Maybe you guys know Jimmy up there in Canada. Well, he again, he he was a First Nation person. He's probably like, like goes around going, A? Yeah. You know, something like that. That one. That one. one, You know that guy? All right. So anyway, that's where we're starting. So this guy, Jimmy Aqualic. Is out hunting polar bears. Now, I don't even know if that's like a legal thing anymore. I feel like the story's got to be 20 years old because I thought we were trying to save all the polar bears. No? No. Fuck Kevin's those shaking polar bears. his head like, Listen, fuck those guys. Yeah. The Coke commercial has nothing on. Uh... No, no. that Those things are, are terrifying monsters. Yeah. They, they should be exterminated. Always, that's the thing. You see, like, the cuddly white polar bear with mm-hmm. the blood, you know, the big red stain <laughs> all down his face. You uh-huh. know? And you're like, oh, yeah, I see it. I see what he did there. Now, now, my guess is, based on this guy's tale, is that he's one of those people who probably did many more amazing things in his life. You know, it's like when you get those, like, Navy Achievement Medals, or you get like the bronze star in the military. I'm sure those two are on a different level. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean. Um, and you're like, yeah, but that wasn't even me. That was somebody else. I did this other amazing thing. And they're like, yeah, but this is the one I could get you. So just take it. Mm-hmm. That's my guess of what happened here. And, you know, that this guy probably is a badass all around. Because if you're out hunting polar bears... At 70, I'm thinking you might be fairly tough. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him that. You'll give him that? Yeah. All right. So here's I what... I mean, that's honestly, be honest with you. I try every day in my day-to-day life to be a badass. Not always successful. This guy did it, and it's I, documented. I mean, I'm doing... Yeah, we're doing the podcast to become more badass. I wouldn't give myself the level of badass yet. But even if I did... Well, that's you, though. I mean, that's Kevin even, talking right now. Yeah, even if I did, I still wouldn't be hunting polar bears. Polar bears? Yeah. No. All right. So, this is what Jimmy did. He's out hunting polar bears. He's tearing his skidoo, I believe they call it in Canada. Right. In America, we call it his snowmobile. But I remember as a kid up in Canada, it was always, go get your skidoo. Mm-hmm. And head out. Right. Um, so anyway, he's out on his skidoo, and he breaks through the ice. Right. Now, it turns out, according to the story, there are killer whales circling around him. So he's fighting polar bears and killer whales. And killer whales. It's starting to sound more like a badass, right? Mm-hmm. So then he's like, well, fuck this. I'm not losing my skidoo. Ties a rope around it. And then climbs out and ties it up on the ice. So he's got it on the end of the rope. Right. That's smart, right? The only thing is, the only land near him is this little island and the tide's coming in. All right. Tide's rising up all around him. It's like, well, 
if I make an igloo right in the center, I could probably keep warm and make it till morning. So then the guy's like, well, all my clothes are soaking wet. I'm freezing my balls off. I saved the skidoo, but I don't know what to do. So he and had... He didn't have any blubber to burn. No to blubber warm. to burn. Yeah. No wood? Now... What would have brought him to badass level would be if he took his knife, went out and stabbed himself a killer whale, mm -hmm. started cutting out some slabs of fat. Yeah, they're kind of hard to stab, though. Or in the, uh, in the uh, what is it, homage of uh, Star Wars, if he cut the killer whale open mm, and climbed and inside. inside it. Yes. <laughs> Well, that he didn't have any killer whales, but while, he did have... All the fellow killer whales were making their little calls out in mm -hmm. the background, right? Right. He had... He had what? Foxes. Foxes. Right. He had several foxes that he killed. And he said, well, fuck this. I'm going to skin the foxes right now and make me some clever pants. Mm. Got himself all warmed up. Got a nice little fire going. Sat down, lit up a stogie, and waited for, uh... no, I just added that stogie part. I don't know if he really had any cigars or if they got wet when he fell in the water. I'd imagine. I mean, that would be you the know, hardest part. They have those part. watertight little pouches, right. though, they sell. My guess is he had one of those. Mm -hmm. And 5 o'clock the next morning, search party shows up and rescues him. All right. So, all right, this guy definitely sounds more badass than me. Cause yeah, I would have I'm not out that. killing... Uh, Killer whales. Now, polar bears. Oh, polar bears. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he was killing the killer whales. Um, do you uh, come up with somebody? Leo Major? Is that who's next? Yeah, Leo Major was a uh, was a soldier during the, the Second World War. All right, now when I did my research, they actually referred to him officially as Leo Major and his balls of solid steel. Right, that's his official title. Official title. Right. Uh, the Canadian military gave gives out, you know, like the, like the U.S. military has, uh, you know, uh, commander, major. They have uh, one of their one of their ranks is is balls of steel. Balls of steel. Yeah. All right. So apparently, this guy joins the military not with the intent on being a hero, but with the intent of I'm going to prove to my dad that I'm not a piece of shit. Right. Because really, that's why 80% of the people join the military anyway. Right, right. I, mean, I don't think that's that uncommon. That and get laid. Now, D-Day comes rolling around. Mm -hmm. Somebody chucks a grenade. Bang. Somehow his eye gets all fucked up and he loses vision in his left eye. Mm -hmm. They're like, all right, you know what, dude? You did your time. Why don't you get the fuck out? You got blown up with a grenade. Go home. Hang out with bitches. Whatever. It's all good. He's like, you know what? You only need one eye to sight a rifle. That's right. Thinking isn't knowing, right? Mm -hmm. So he freaking uh, decides to be a uh, military scout. And now, generally, when you're disfigured and only have one eye, you don't have depth perception. The only thing that you're useful for is to be point man to be the first one to get shot. That's why Turns they put out, him out in front. That's why they put yeah. him out there. <laughs> he was damaged now, goods. Actually, my grandfather was a military scout, if you will, and used to go do. He was always like, well, I'm a radio man. Mm -hmm. But it turns out because you go way the fuck out there and then radio back and go, yeah, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so 
this guy, he goes and he they send him off. And one of his missions, he goes out. They, they had a uh, lost battalion of men. Mm-hmm. They never reported back and they don't know what's going on. This is in, uh, you know, in uh, actually, I think it's in uh, the Dutch. Where are yeah, they? Netherlands. Netherlands. Yep. There you go. They lost a uh, a whole unit. They're like, go find out what's going on. He goes out. He's like, hey, there they are. They're all captured by all those Germans, mm-hmm. and they're pretty much fucked. That's why they're not calling back. Now, his job was to go report back and be like, yeah, they're all fucked. I don't know. You should go rescue them, whatever. Mm-hmm. He decides, you know what? It's really fucking cold out here. I see a house over there. With my one eye. With my one eye. I see chimney coming out of the, you know, smoke smoke coming out out of the chimney. All right, I did drink some shots of whiskey before the episode. Freedom whiskey. Freedom whiskey. So Mm. if there is some word fumbling, you got to give me a a little pass here. But at any rate, he sees the, uh, the guys over, the house over there, goes over, sneaks up, looks in the window, says somewhere I want to hang out. Sees eight Germans inside getting drunk. Mm. And he's like, eight Germans, but I have a machine gun. That's right. Now, just a heads up. It seems that Germans uh, Germans lose frequently from getting drunk. <laughs> I mean, if I were in the military in Germany, that would be my main goal is not, just not get drunk. Because that's what happened at, uh, at uh, the Battle of Delaware. With George Washington and the Hessians, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's just I mean, saying bad move, bad move. So, kicks in the door with the machine gun. It's like that's it. Line up. I'm taking you fucking out of here. Takes the guys, goes over to the German army. Now, mind you, he's putting himself at risk, right? Because he's already behind them enemy. You're lines. one guy with a machine right. gun, and you're walking up to an army. Mm-hmm. Goes up to the army. It's like, I tell you what. Goes to the commanding officer. I got these eight guys. You give me my guys back. We'll trade. We'll call it even. And everything will be good. His luck, though, the SS had a unit coming by. And they look over. And they see him chatting it up with the commander of the German army. Mm-hmm. And the small unit there. And they're like, what the fuck? Is he negotiating a surrender or what? So they come over, guns a-blazing. The Germans are like, oh, fuck. The SS, those guys are a little more important than us. Mm -hmm. We're just the riffraff, low-level guys. The SS are like, motherfucker, I'll kill you. Start shooting. And they're like, you know what? Take us over to the Americans. We'll all surrender. (laughs) We don't care. So he comes rolling into camp. Now, generally speaking... Shooting your own soldiers is considered to be a bad tactical move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He comes rolling into camp. A bunch of the Germans died on the way, killed by other Germans, because mm-hmm. he's standing there. 93 men show up, and they all surrender to the American army. So he ended up getting credit for that. Um, the nice thing was that uh, they offered him some kind of medal. They, they said like a... Uh, a good conduct medal or something for it. Now I know yeah. in, in my military, that's a shitty medal that whatever that everybody's got. It just means you're yeah. a pussy and you, you didn't get caught. <laughs> you didn't get in any fight. You didn't get in any trouble, but whatever he said, you know what? 
my commander is such a pussy, I don't want to receive it from him, and I don't want to see him, so he can go fuck himself. Nice. So right there, that, that steps him up maybe to badass level. Mm-hmm. Now, he did have another incident that also kind of helped him uh, get into fame here, where they sent him, this is also in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. apparently his unit was supposed to overtake the... Uh, the German army mm-hmm. and there's a, you know, a small German army, whatever, a battalion, a unit of whatever mm-hmm. the fuck you call it. I don't know. It ended up being 150 men, if that helps clear All up right. things. So he's supposed to overtake 150 men or no, his unit is. He's supposed to go into town and scout it out. He goes into the bar because where else would you do your scouting out? You know what? This is see, this is where the badass mind, <laughs> this mindset. This is where it happens. Yeah. This is where it works out. He goes in, he's talking to this general and who's a a Netherlands guy, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Hey, you know, we're going to be rolling in here tomorrow. And you know, some things might get a little rowdy. So you might want to prepare your guys. Some Germans walk in, start Mm -hmm. causing a little trouble. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Kills the Germans. Runs out in the street. Just starts chucking fucking hand grenades everywhere he sees a German. Hand grenade. And then throws off you some get a hand gun. grenade. You get a hand throws grenade. Throws off you some get a hand machine grenade. gun fire. It's like a fucking Oprah episode. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting hand grenades. The whole German army says, fuck this. They pack up. They're gone by the next day. He goes back and it's like, yeah, there's no Germans there. We're all good. Yep. The entire army leaves because they think, oh, shit, there's some crazy motherfuckers <laughs> coming. He's just chucking hand grenades at people. Now, he did have one more story, and the, the details on this one were a little sketchy. Now, this one comes a little later in the Korean War. Right. So it's called, I guess, the Battle for Hill 355. And as far as I can tell, the... Uh, the Chinese were determined to kind of keep it and have things, you know, in control during uh, the uh, before they surrendered. Basically, they wanted to gain as much ground as they could. So you had forty thousand guys against the Americans. The Americans are are pushing whatever. The Americans end up having to retreat back. Mm-hmm. Um, Leo Major ends up. Taken 18 guys. He's the right. leader of a scout unit. Right. A scout sniper unit. Scout sniper unit. I stand corrected. Now they stand and they go into the middle of the whole Chinese group. Now I don't know how you sneak into the middle of 40,000 people. My guess is when you're 40,000 strong, you're kind of complacent. Right. Um, you know, they probably put on that Chinese coat, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the little hat. I don't know what they wear. But whatever. Just imagine what a Chinese outfit might look like. Mm -hmm. And everybody, it's Korea. They're like, fuck, it's cold. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not looking at things. I'm just trying to get warm, you know? (laughs) Right. So he goes up. So they sent this unit. This is what I read that was interesting. They sent this unit because they were all uh, survivalists. Mm. And they could live off of uh, a bottle of water and a few slices of bacon for several days at a time. I've often told my wife I could live off bacon. Mm-hmm. So that, I see where he's going there. Right. So they sent him in there. That way they didn't have to carry many supplies because these guys were 
I I don't know. They were photosynthesis. They're powered by the sun. Something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they go in. They start shooting up a storm from the center of the army. Right. That way you you can shoot in any direction. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. The army doesn't know what the fuck to do because they're like, I can't shoot back. There's people everywhere. I don't understand. How are the shots coming from here? This is fucking crazy. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. They retreat. They're like, fuck it. We're just getting off this hill. Everything's getting fucked up and turned into shit. Mm-hmm. I'm out. They run down, but then they send 14,000 guys back. 14,000 against 18. Now, 14,000, I don't know if you guys know this, that's a lot of motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And communists, they're cold fucking bastards. Right. So, you know, it's tough. Now, they're like, you know what, dude? Maybe you should fucking just call it quits and head come out. back. Head yeah. out. He's like, no, you know what? I got this. Ends up holding them all through the night until the next day when American reinforcements can get back up there and help them kick ass. Now, you're thinking, well, this guy had to die in battle and valor. But no, he just died in like 2008. It Old just man. happened. You know, whatever. Chill. Mm-hmm. So- there are some badasses in Canada. I'll throw you guys a bone. We thought we'd never find any. They're yeah. there. Now, and he was just a plumber. And just a plumber? He was a pipe fitter. A pipe fitter. Mm-hmm. Well, a pipe fitter's a little more of a man, right? Yeah, that's right. Now, I want to kind of round this out. Now, Jake had mentioned, you guys are all, all you Canadians are probably like, oh, you know who's a badass? Yeah, Canadian Jake. Canadian Jake knows the mad trapper of Rat River, Albert Johnson. Now, Albert Johnson, turns out there's very little that we know that is actually fact. No. We know about one specific event. Yes. Really, is all we know about. A slice in time Mm -hmm. that may or may not have been exaggerated throughout history. Who knows? And there was a movie made out of him with Charles Bronson. That's right, Charles Bronson. Now, does now, Charles Bronson play yes, Albert Johnson? Yes, but he was a nice guy, uh, Charles Bronson. But in actuality, everybody yeah. agrees that Albert Johnson was, was a, a complete dick. Now, I just feel like if they had to get Charles Bronson to play me in a movie, I was probably a badass. Yeah, yeah, I, I would I say think that, that that alone when That's they were not... like, "Well, who would really represent this guy?" You <laughs> Charles know, Bronson. Charles Bronson. That's right. That that seems to me like that kind of moves him up to badass status right there. Um, so now apparently, guy hangs out way up fucking north. But yeah, he came down. He just showed up in town one day. They said he rolled in on Peel three River. logs. Yeah. Coming down the Peel River. Now, the Peel River fee- uh, feeds into the Arctic Ocean. Okay. Which is between Canada and Greenland. All right. And there was a, a bit of a gold rush going on there. Oh, I like gold. So there are a lot of people showing up. Uh, it was right after the Great Depression, just before the Second World War. All right. And he comes rolling into town. And he's a mean, I think they described him as surly. He was surly. Now, surly, but I also heard a lot of people say he just wanted to be left alone and kept to himself. That's it. That was his main goal in life. People come to, and talk to him, and he's like, nah, fuck you, get away from me. He hates everybody. Fuck you. But he specifically hated 
the natives. Oh, I thought he hated the Canadian Mounties. Specifically, he hated the Inuit. All right. But he didn't shoot any of them. Mm. So I'm willing to say if you shoot somebody in the face, that's where your hate really yeah, lies. better off. All right. So anyway, he rolls into town, and he's like, you know, is there anywhere good to go trapping around here? I think I'd like to go and set up. Mm-hmm. Now, now in the article I read, you know how they always say Canadians are a little polite? Mm-hmm. So in the uh, interview that I watched, the guy's like, well, you know, so a Canadian Mountie or whatever, uh, I don't know, constable, whatever, yeah, somebody's sitting there, somebody's sitting there and is like, oh, excuse me, sir, you, uh, you know, you need to have a license to go trapping in that area. Now, Albert Johnson's a little smarter than your average bear and he just ignores him. Right. And the constable's like, uh, uh, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. And then when he doesn't answer, he doesn't know what to do. So he just lets it go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Now, it seems like Albert Johnson's main superpower was just not saying anything. Yes. Yeah, now, during the whole ordeal, nobody ever heard, ever heard him say anything except one time. And that was when he, uh, he uh, killed one of the Mounties and he laughed. Uh, that was the only no sound they ever really saying anything. Yeah. All right, no, but they did say he had a Scandinavian accent. That's right. That's right. That. All right. We'll get back to the Scandinavian accent. All right. So, anyway, he decides to head off into the wilderness, and then reports start coming back that people are fucking with traps, right? And they're stealing bait out of the traps throwing it into the trees and just setting the traps off mm-hmm. and people are getting pissed. So logically, it must be the new guy in town, right? Albert Johnson. They're like, you know, I bet that motherfucker's doing it because, you know, he's kind of shifty and I tried to be nice to him and he didn't even answer me. Didn't even talk to me. I was like, hey, buddy, you want to go hang out, go get a beer? And he's like, no, no, I didn't say nothing. Mm-mm. And I'm like, hey, you know, that's the Canadian yeah. thing. Hey, and then. No, nothing. Nothing. All right. So they're like, you know what? You need to send that constable guy out there. He's got to get to the bottom of this. Right. Because this is not right. Not cool. So they know where his cabin is. They head out there. They knock on the door. And again, they're like, excuse me, sir. And what did he say? We'd like to have a walk. Nothing. <laughs> We'd like to have a word with you. He just didn't answer the door. And nothing. And just went about doesn't his Doesn't open the door, doesn't right. let anybody in. So they went around to his window, and he saw him looking in his window, and he just hung a sack over it and went back to doing what he was doing. <laughs> and they're, I, I can see you in there, sir, but you're not coming out. So they're very frustrated. And then I did hear, in polite society in Canada... It's appropriate to let people in after they travel from the cold Mm -hmm. and to let them warm up and enjoy a little companionship. He offered no such. Right. Right? Okay. So they're like, you know what? This is not appropriate Canadian behavior. We're going to go freaking get a warrant and we're going to come back. Because apparently they give out warrants when you suspect that you're fucking with somebody else's traps. All right. That's the thing. Now, I don't know where freedom and mind your own fucking business comes from, but in care in Canada that's that whole thing is no a bit evidence. Sketchy. 
no proof of anything. They don't Just, have a Second Amendment. Maybe it's or a that Fifth guy. Amendment. Yeah. And so they give out warrants for that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you should go in and fuck him up. Right. So they go out, and I, I think they had I, four guys I think at, at this, this point. point. Is this the point where they bring the dynamite, or is there ones before here? Um. All right. They got a warrant to question him, and they come out, and they're greeted with gunfire. Eight guys. They didn't even say anything to him. Nobody got, like, he didn't say, hey, get off my property. He just started shooting him. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Now, he ends up actually shooting one of the guys, and because they're greeted with gunfire, he hits one, and they decide to charge him with attempted murder. Right. I believe he shot him in the shoulder. But he wasn't, he wasn't going to go with him. He wasn't going to go. So they left again. So they left again because they're Canadians. I and think they're it like, was, uh, this the guy's is getting violent. Was, was I don't King. know what to do. I, I feel like I'm doing more of a disservice to the Canadian people you in are. this episode. You are. You're kind of a shitty person. <laughs> I'll have you know that one of my distant relatives, Gilbert Pike, was one of the first founders of, Can- of Canada and Newfoundland. That's what you're telling people now? I'm a descendant of Canadians. All right. With a lot of pride, and I really, I really kind of you find uh, feel in my mocking nature. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, so they they're like, you know what? Fuck this niceness. We're coming back with dynamite. Now, I don't know what the cold has to do with it, but they come back. They knock on the door. Gunshots turns into another big gunfight. Right. Got a brilliant idea. Let's use dynamite. And instead of shooting him, we'll just blow his whole shit up. So they, they're throwing dynamite left and right. Now this is, I would say, Canadian dynamite. But you would probably say, well, it's the cold weather. It's minus they had to 40 warm it up degrees Celsius. Right. Celsius. They warm up the dynamite. 23 sticks of dynamite. They're throwing all it. together. Finally, no, they, no, they blow don't this throw, fucking place up. They don't up. throw individual sticks. They load them all together and oh. make one giant bomb. 23 sticks of dynamite, oh. set it up next to his cabin, and run for it. The roof blows off. The whole thing comes down. Now, there is a story about them coming over and inspecting things afterward and him shooting them up through the floorboards. Yeah, because what happened was he dug a big hole in the bottom of his floor and then hit out there, and it blew his whole cabin down. But he was fine inside. Maybe he couldn't hear. I don't really know. I we mean, don't know. That seems like maybe he couldn't see out of his left but eye. But when they went up to go find his dead body, it wasn't a dead body, and they st- he started shooting at him. And he said, "Ah!" And then surprise, motherfucker. And then he's on the run for a month and a half. Right. Um. They start chasing him now. Now I feel like this guy maybe just wanted to be left alone. Right. I, I feel like this is all escalating, and they're like, "But we don't know anything about him." Maybe right. he's a gangster or a spy or a robber. Mm-hmm. He could be anyone. Well, they so they enlist a bunch of the uh, Inuits in the area. All right, that are really good. They're famous for their snow for their snowshoes they make. They're famous for their uh, their sleds that they make. All right, so they got him. He's on foot. They got sleds and snowshoes. Now, if you were in America, you'd after. call these people Indians or Native Americans. Yeah, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's what. They are. That's those are the people that the the bounties enlist or to native uh, go with Canadians. Them. Yes, right. First Nation people. Okay, go I think on. that's what they call them in Canada. All right. So they go after them. They chase them for a month. Can't can't catch up with them. And now, then 
They don't know where he's going, how he's slipping him, slipping out, but they, they trap him in a uh, uh, ravine, in a mountain range. He can't okay. get out. There's only one, one way in, one way out. But he's a badass, so he just climbs over the mountains. Didn't fi- see that shit coming at all. a thousand foot peak, he just climbs over it, goes down the other side, they lose him again. Damn it. Gone. But then, for the first time ever in a manhunt, they say, you know what? We could get an airplane mm. and track this motherfucker. That's right. That would do it. So they get Wap May. Wap May. That's the name of the pilot. All right. He had a, uh, a monoplane. Now, was he also a First Nation character? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Didn't I was, say? I wasn't okay. sure. Okay. Well, I just yep. figured with a name like that. Yeah. So, so he flies over and he spots him. All right. And the reason they can't find him is because he's hiding his tracks by running through antelope uh, trails, mm. through the tra- tracks of antelopes. And he would cut out, set up camp, go back. And now they said this was kind out. of a shitty time, they think, for him. They think he couldn't use fires because mm-hmm. it would give away his camp. Right. And he couldn't use his gun to hunt, so he was only able to like snare small game. Right, in order well, he's to survive, as he in, saw the move, and he hadn't right. returned to his cabin in any of this time. Right. Well, I guess it got blown up. So right. His supplies and whatever. Mm-hmm. I also see a lot of trappers. They kind of have multiple hunting cabins. They mm-hmm. set up. I don't know. Maybe he had a secret. Maybe he had a secret lair. Just saying, like the back cave. Mm-hmm. You know, the the trap cave. Right. So with this will. plane, they're able to pick up his trail again. Okay. And. uh so, they're closing in on him. They trap him in a in a thicket. A thicket, surrounded. All right. They start shooting in at him, and he shoots his way out. In the meantime, he shoots uh, um, Edgar Millet in the mm. in the stomach, and laughs and laughs, laughs and laughs. <laughs> All right. Then he escapes again. All right. So. They finally track him up all the way over the mountains, the other side. They're going south at this point. Okay. And over the next three days, he moves, uh, what is it? I think it's 85 miles in three days. They're estimating that he was burning 10,000 calories a day doing this. Have another shootout. They catch up with him. He runs into the woods. They shoot it out with him. He shoots another Mountie, but he's injured in the process. And they shoot him in the spine. Right. That's the end. That's the end. He bleeds out. Now, there is rumors of him grabbing another guy he sees out there, another trapper, and just kind of swapping places and being like, yep, mm-hmm. that's him over there. And, the, and the, the reason they think that is because he has... In his possession when they find his body. Well, I'll tell you everything that he had. So this All is right. this is his uh, go bag. All right. This is everything he had. He had $2,000 in U.S. and Canadian currency. Okay. He had a bag of teeth with gold fillings in them. Yeah. Human teeth with gold fillings. He had gold dust. In other words, this guy had a lot of money. All right. And he had a compass. Fish hooks, nails, and a dead bird and a dead squirrel. 
That was his go bag. All right. And when they found him, they said uh, he was emaciated, basically because he had no food and had been running 85 miles in three days. Or because he grabbed some homeless guy he saw hanging out. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, dude, go stand over there. It'll all work out. Don't worry about it. Right. And the guy came out and was like, hey, it's not me. I'm not the bad trapper. And they were like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yep. Disappeared. Or they shot him to death. Either way. Either way. He was dead. He was a dead guy. And there's also rumors of, uh, you know, all kinds of crazy things. They said he was very clever. Yeah. Uh, And they estimated he was between 30 and 40 years old. So they decided, let's figure out who this guy is and where he came from. Let's get to the bottom of this shit. Right. They were one of those ancestry DNA kits off Amazon. Right. Well, they took a bunch of pictures of him first. All right. And they sent him out everywhere and, and got... Two responses. Okay. One guy was like, hey, that's the mad trapper Albert Johnson. Right. The other guy <laughs> said, I think that's my great uncle. What? Yeah, this was years later. Oh. Dug him up. DNA tests. Now, the only thing they knew about him was that he had a Scandinavian accent. All right. And, uh, and he had fantastic teeth. Yeah. Like a lot of intricate uh, dental work. Oh. Golden fillings, uh, dental, like a bridge, like a gold mm-hmm. bridge in his teeth. Mm-hmm. Had the whole the whole thing set up. So, checked it out. It was not John Johnson who was the great uncle. Uh. Not only was it not him, his DNA said that he wasn't even Scandinavian. So, we don't even know who this dude is. Mm-hmm. All we know is that he wanted to be left alone, and they wouldn't do it. You move up to the middle of nowhere in Canada, along in the mountains near the Arctic Ocean, and you still can't be left alone, you can't know? Can't be left alone. So those of you who are thinking you want to just go off-grid and disappear, Albert Johnson says maybe not. Maybe it's not the good idea. I'm just saying. Maybe the authorities should... uh should look at the price they have to pay when they deal with somebody like that and just back off a little bit. And maybe get some evidence before you Mm -hmm. go knocking down the door? That's right. Now, you guys are probably wondering, so those are the badasses of Canada Mm -hmm. that we're bringing to the table. Now, we try and bring you guys a lot of stuff that, you know, helps you prepare and, and be ready for the apocalypse Ready for whatever life throws at you. An earthquake, a tornado, a hurricane, a corrupt government. And we're going to keep bringing you those fascinating episodes. But we thought we'd mix it up with a little little fun. A little, little fun. tomfoolery. Yeah. Now, um, one thing that you can store is whiskey. Is whiskey. Uh, Lasts forever. Forever. Once it's bottled, you're good. Now we've got uh we this this podcast was fueled by Freedom Whiskey, the Freedom Whiskey Company. So now they're out of Ohio. That's right. Is that correct? That's right. And they sent me shot glasses to drink their whiskey from that says Bald Eagle Tears. Bald on Eagle the side. Tears. That's right. So that's how we're powered today. Bald Eagle Tears. A little bit of beer on the side to chase it. But I gotta say it's pretty fucking fantastic. Not bad. Now you guys are probably thinking, well, Chuck, I feel like a whole week I missed stepping up my preparedness. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a great way 
to step up your preparedness, and that's by subscribing to Tac Pack. That's right. And these guys will actually, for $49 a month, will send you tactical gear to step up your game. You don't even have to pick out what you want. They're just going to send you cool shit Mm -hmm. that's going to get you through whatever life throws at you, help you step up your game. So if you go to TACPAC.com and use code BADASS, gun cleaning mat, they're going to hook you up for free. Right. And every month, they're going to send you some cool AR-15 stuff, some cool man stuff, whatever. Whatever it takes to be a badass, they're going to hook you up. So that's something you might want to look into. Now, what else we got? Uh, I think that's about it. If you guys want to email us at uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. All right. Uh, we'd love to hear some uh, some ideas. Um, that's I mean, that's where we got the story of uh, of Albert Johnson. We got uh, we got going with that. And maybe we stepped up the volume for you guys a little bit this week. We're we'll trying to. We'll see if it to. ends bad. Mm-hmm. Playing with the audio sometimes ends better, sometimes worse. You know, we'll see. Let it, yeah, let us know when you listen to the podcast if it's better or worse. Um, also, if you appreciate this podcast, you may want to uh, support us. Show us a little love on Patreon. Right. And if you go to patreon.com slam prepping badass, you can sign up to support us a little bit. We'll send you out a cool patch. Um, I still have one I got to send out, but we're thinking about you guys. We're working on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, with that, we're good. We're good. With that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. I am the mad trapper Albert Johnson is my name My father was a madman My mama was insane My father was a madman And my mama was insane I am a wanted fugitive I live outside the law I beg, steal, and borrow And my back's against the wall I sleep with what I open with my rifle in my hand. My 4570 carbine, my lever action friend. My 4570 carbine, my lever action friend. Well, the Mounties try to catch me everywhere I go. Up through the frozen Northland when it's 55 below. But I wear my snowshoes backwards when I'm running through the snow. So when they come track me down, it's backwards they do go. So when they come to track me down, it's backwards they do go. Cause I am the mad trapper, Albert Johnson is my name. My father was a madman and my mama was insane. My father was a madman and my mama was insane. Well, I lived up in the mountains in a cabin made of logs And they tried to flush me out of there with dynamite and dogs But when they came to gather me, they got a big surprise From a hole down in the floorboards, I shot them between the eyes From a hole down in the floorboards, I shot them between the eyes
they thought they hadn't cornered once out on a frozen lake. They thought the game was over, but they made a big mistake. I pulled my trusty rifle out from a buckskin sack. And I snuck around in behind them and I shot them in the back. Yeah, I snuck around in behind them and I shot them in the back. Cause I am the mad trapper, Albert Johnson is my name. My father was a madman and my mama was insane. My father was a madman and my mama was insane. Well, I found a frozen hermit. Down in the lower land And the Mounties took to bragging How they always get down man And they pinned my good name on him And they buried him in the snow But the truth is they can't catch me So they have to let me go Yeah, the truth is they can't catch me So they have to let me go Cause I am the match rapper Albert Johnson is my name My father was a madman, my mama was insane. Yeah, my father was a madman, and my mama.